Chapter Three, Part Five of Principles of Geology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Principles of Geology by Charles Lyell. Chapter Three, Section Five. Gessner, seventeen fifty-eight. In this year Gessner, the botanist of Zurich, published an excellent treatise on petrifactions and the changes of the earth which they testify. After a detailed enumeration of the various classes of fossils of the animal and vegetable kingdoms, and remarks on the different states in which they are found petrified, he considers the geological phenomena connected with them observing that some, like those of Eningen, resembled the testacea, fish, and plants indigenous in the neighboring region, while some, such as ammonites, griffites, belemnites, and other shells, are either of unknown species or found only in the Indian and other distant seas. In order to elucidate the structure of the earth, he gives sections from Varenius, Buffon, and others, obtained in digging wells, distinguishes between horizontal and inclined strata, and in speculating on the causes of these appearances, mentions Donati's examination of the bed of the Adriatic, the filling up of lakes and seas by sediment, the embedding of shells now in progress, and many known effects of earthquakes, such as the sinking down of districts, or the heaving up of the bed of the sea, so as to form new islands, and lay dry strata containing petrifactions. The ocean, he says, deserts its shores in many countries, as on the borders of the Baltic, but the rate of recession has been so slow in the last two thousand years that to allow the Apennines, whose summits are filled with marine shells, to emerge to their present height would have required about eighty thousand years, a lapse of time ten times greater or more than the age of the universe. We must therefore refer the phenomenon to the command of the deity, related by Moses, that the waters should be gathered together in one place, and the dry land appear. Gessner adopted the views of Leibniz to account for the retreat of the primeval ocean. His essay displays much erudition, and the opinions of preceding writers of Italy, Germany, and England are commented upon with fairness and discrimination. Arduino, 1759. In the year following, Arduino, in his memoirs on the mountains of Padua, Vicenza, and Verona, deduced from original observations the distinction of rocks into primary, secondary, and tertiary, and showed that in those districts there had been a succession of submarine volcanic eruptions. Michel, 1760. In the following year, 1760, the Reverend John Michel, Woodwardian Professor of Mineralogy at Cambridge, published in the Philosophical Transactions an essay on the cause and phenomena of earthquakes. His attention had been drawn to this subject by the great earthquake of Lisbon in 1755. He advanced many original and philosophical views respecting the propagation of subterranean movements and the caverns and fissures wherein steam might be generated. 
in order to point out the application of his theory to the structure of the globe he was led to describe the arrangement and disturbance of the strata their usual horizontality in low countries and their contortions and fractured state in the neighborhood of mountain chains he also explained with surprising accuracy the relations of the central ridges of older rocks to the long narrow slips of similar earth stones and minerals which are parallel to these ridges in his generalizations derived in great part from his own observations on the geological structure of yorkshire he anticipated many of the views more fully developed by later naturalists catcott seventeen sixty one michel's papers were entirely free from all physico-theological disquisitions but some of his contemporaries were still earnestly engaged in defending or impugning the woodwardian hypothesis we find many of these writings referred to by catcott a hutchinsonian who published a treatise on the deluge in seventeen sixty one he labored particularly to refute an explanation offered by his contemporary bishop clayton of the mosaic writings that prelate had declared that the deluge could not be literally true save in respect to that part where noah lived before the flood catcott insisted on the universality of the deluge and referred to traditions of inundations mentioned by ancient writers or by travellers in the east indies china south america and other countries this part of his book is valuable although it is not easy to see what bearing the traditions have if admitted to be authentic on the bishop's argument since no evidence is adduced to prove that the catastrophes were contemporaneous events while some of them are expressly represented by ancient authors to have occurred in succession fortis oduardi seventeen sixty one the doctrines of arduino above adverted to were afterwards confirmed by fortis and desmartist in their travels in the same country and they as well as baldassari labored to complete the history of the sub-apennine strata in the work of oduardi there was also a clear argument in favor of the distinct ages of the older apennine strata and the sub-apennine formations of more recent origin he pointed out that the strata of these two groups were unconformable and must have been the deposits of different seas at distant periods of time raspe seventeen sixty three a history of the new islands by raspe a hanoverian appeared in seventeen sixty three in latin in this work all the authentic accounts of earthquakes which had produced permanent changes on the solid parts of the earth were collected together and examined with judicious criticism the best systems which had been proposed concerning the ancient history of the globe both by ancient and modern writers are reviewed and the merits and defects of the doctrines of hook ray morrow buffon and others fairly estimated great admiration is expressed for the hypothesis of hook and his explanation of the origin of the strata is shown to have been more correct than moro's while their theory of the effects of earthquakes was the same 
Raspe had not seen Michel's memoirs, and his views concerning the geological structure of the earth were perhaps less enlarged. Yet he was able to add many additional arguments in favor of Hooke's theory, and to render it, as he said, a nearer approach to what Hooke would have written had he lived in later times. As to the periods wherein all the earthquakes happened, to which we owe the elevation of various parts of our continents and islands, Raspe says he pretends not to assign their duration, still less to defend Hooke's suggestion that the convulsions almost all took place during the deluge of Noah. He adverts to the apparent indications of the former tropical heat of the climate of Europe, and the changes in the species of animals and plants as among the most obscure and difficult problems in geology in regard to the islands raised from the sea within the times of history or tradition he declares that some of them were composed of strata containing organic remains and that they were not as buffon had asserted made from mere volcanic matter his work concludes with an eloquent exhortation to naturalists to examine the isles which rose in 1707 in the Grecian archipelago and in 1720 in the Azores, and not to neglect such splendid opportunities of studying nature in the act of parturition. That Hooke's writings should have been neglected for more than half a century was matter of astonishment to Rosbay but it is still more wonderful that his own luminous exposition of that theory should for more than another half-century have excited so little interest fuchsel seventeen sixty two and seventeen seventy three fuchsel a german physician published in seventeen sixty two a geological description of the country between the thuringerwald and the hearts and a memoir on the environs of Rudelstadt, and afterwards in 1773 a theoretical work on the ancient history of the earth and of man. He had evidently advanced considerably beyond his predecessor Lehman, and was aware of the distinctness both as to position and fossil contents of several groups of strata of different ages, corresponding to the secondary formations now recognized by geologists in various parts of germany he supposed the european continents to have remained covered by the sea until the formation of the marine strata called in germany muschelkalk at the same time that the terrestrial plants of many european deposits attested the existence of dry land which bordered the ancient sea land which therefore must have occupied the place of the present ocean the pre-existing continent had been gradually swallowed up by the sea, different parts having subsided in succession into subterranean caverns. All the sedimentary strata were originally horizontal, and their present state of derangement must be referred to subsequent oscillations of the ground. As there were plants and animals in the ancient periods, so also there must have been men, but they did not all descend from one pair, but were created at various points on the earth's surface, and the number of these distinct birthplaces was as great as are the original languages of nations. In the writings of Fusel, 
we see a strong desire manifested to explain geological phenomena as far as possible by reference to the agency of known causes and although some of his speculations were fanciful his views coincide much more nearly with those now generally adopted than the theories afterwards promulgated by werner and his followers brander seventeen sixty six gustavus brander published in seventeen sixty six his fossilia hantoniensia containing excellent figures of fossil shells from the more modern or eocene marine strata of hampshire various opinions he says in the preface had been entertained concerning the time when and how these bodies became deposited some there are who conceive that it might have been effected in a wonderful length of time by a gradual changing and shifting of the sea etc but the most common cause assigned is that of the deluge this conjecture he says even if the universality of the flood be not called in question is purely hypothetical in his opinion fossil animals and testacea were for the most part of unknown species and of such as were known the living analogues now belonged to southern latitudes soldani seventeen eighty soldani applied successfully his knowledge of zoology to illustrate the history of stratified masses he explained that microscopic testacea and zoophytes inhabited the depths of the mediterranean and that the fossil species were in like manner found in those deposits wherein the fineness of their particles and the absence of pebbles implied that they were accumulated in a deep sea or far from shore this author first remarked the alternation of marine and freshwater strata in the paris basin fortis testa seventeen ninety three a lively controversy arose between fortis and another italian naturalist testa concerning the fish of monte bolca in seventeen ninety three their letters written with great spirit and elegance show that they were aware that a large proportion of the sub-apennine shells were identical with living species and some of them with species now living in the torrid zone fortis proposed a somewhat fanciful conjecture that when the volcanoes of the vicentin were burning the waters of the adriatic had a higher temperature and in this manner he said the shells of warmer regions may once have peopled their own seas but testa was disposed to think that these species of testacea were still common to their own and to equinoctial seas for many he said once supposed to be confined to hotter regions had been afterwards discovered in the mediterranean cortesi balanzani valerius whitehurst while these italian naturalists together with cortesi and spallanzani were busily engaged in pointing out the analogy between the deposits of modern and ancient seas and the habits and arrangement of their organic inhabitants and while some progress was making in the same country in investigating the ancient and modern volcanic rocks some of the most original observers among the english and german writers whitehurst and valerius were wasting their strength in contending according to the old woodwardian hypothesis 
that all the strata were formed by noah's deluge but whitehurst's description of the rocks of derbyshire were most faithful and he atoned for false theoretical views by providing data for their refutation palace saucher towards the close of the eighteenth century the idea of distinguishing the mineral masses on our globe into separate groups and studying their relations began to be generally diffused palace and saucher were among the most celebrated whose labors contributed to this end after an attentive examination of the two great mountain chains of siberia pallas announced the result that the granitic rocks were in the middle the schistos at their sides and the limestones again on the outside of these and this he conceived would prove a general law in the formation of all chains composed chiefly of primary rocks in his travels in russia in seventeen ninety three and seventeen ninety four he made many geological observations on the recent strata near the Volga and the Caspian, and adduced proofs of the greater extent of the latter sea at no distant era in the earth's history. His memoir on the fossil bones of Siberia attracted attention to some of the most remarkable phenomena in geology. He stated that he had found a rhinoceros entire in the frozen soil with its skin and flesh, an elephant found afterwards in a mass of ice on the shore of the North Sea, removed all doubt as to the accuracy of so wonderful a discovery. The subjects relating to natural history which engaged the attention of Pallas were too multifarious to admit of his devoting a large share of his labors exclusively to geology. Saucher, on the other hand, employed the chief portion of his time in studying the structure of the alps and jura and he provided valuable data for those who followed him he did not pretend to deduce any general system from his numerous and interesting observations and the few theoretical opinions which escaped from him seem like those of pallas to have been chiefly derived from the cosmological speculations of preceding writers. End of chapter 3, part 5